The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Habsons Minded, the Adam Engstrom edition. And uh, we are joined, and by we, I also mean Anton, of course, but... Uh, Hello. With one of the, the biggest names in Swedish hockey, you have a column at Expressen, one of the big newspapers, and you are obviously a color commentator in uh, TV for Seymour. Uh, Sanne Lindström, it's a huge honor and we're very happy to have you here. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I love the word coloring commentator. <laughs> we we don't have the exact word for that in in Sweden, but that's a that's a that's a lovely title I I have when you when you pronounce it there. As as uh, many don't know, you have obviously played in the North American leagues for a few years, but uh, in Sweden you're mostly known for leading Färjestad and and winning a championship in with Färjestad. Yeah, I played there for my last four years in Färjestad and I play, played six years in Timrå, also in the Swedish Hockey League and one year in Switzerland. And when I was young, I, I used to say I was too young at the time, but I played in Hershey Bears, which at the time was the farm team from for Colorado Avalanche. So I wasn't close to making it to the NHL, uh, but it was a good time and a good experience for me to grow up and learn uh, to take care of myself. Do you remember? I was just going to ask Sani. Uh, do you remember exactly what draft pick you were in '99? Uh, I was a fourth rounder. I think it was 112 from uh, exactly one one two, the Swedish yeah. version of nine nine one one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's funny. I I, I did remember doing a podcast with uh, P- Peter Popovich, and uh, yeah. he said. I found out I was drafted when we stopped at a gas station on our way to Bruce Springsteen in 83 in Gothenburg, because then I read it on the sports page. Yeah, I found out that in Sweden we had a midsummer, which is uh, from people in Scandinavia know that midsummer is a, that's a good day to party. Uh, mm. So at the time I was with my friends, we didn't have enough or a, a lot of money. So we figured we go somewhere and we we sleep in the car and uh uh, if we were lucky, one of us don't have to sleep in the car, if you guys know what I mean. Mm. So uh, at the time, I uh, got a phone call from Colorado. Uh, they asked me, if we draft you in this night draft, will you come over and play in our farm team next year? And at the time, I didn't have an agent, but I, an agent I spoke to before to- uh, told me, if any NHL team asks you, if you want to come over and play, just say yes, okay? Because they kind of worried with the drafting Europeans if they don't want to come over. So I didn't think much of that. And then uh, two weeks later, or the night I get drafted from Colorado, that 
uh, that midsummer night and uh, two weeks after they call and want to get me over and I was I was like no I have a good setup back in Sweden I don't want to come over and Michel Goulet as you all know even though he's uh, more uh, more known from Quebec Nordiques mm. and Colorado Avalanche he uh, he was a player development for Colorado and he called me and he gave me one of the worst hair dryers that I have fooled the whole Colorado Avalanche organization and I've lied to them. So I figure, okay, I better get over there because he's going to make sure that I never come over to play in North America. So that was the story for me ended up in Hershey at the time. And that's why you lost your hair, uh, your hair, right? Yeah. What was that? That's how you lost your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, did it, to, did well, he scream at you in both English and French? It was a some. It, it was mostly in English, but it was yeah. some French words there, which I don't yeah. have to pronounce because I know the <laughs> the French words for playing with the, uh, the players from Quebec and Montreal. So I know the the words you don't have to say in uh, the that language. Yep. All right, we're here to talk about one of the revelations, really, of Swedish hockey this season. Um, he was a virtual unknown. Uh, when he was drafted in the third round uh, and then going to Rögle, um, Adam Engström. First and foremost, Sonny, um, what makes you think that no one really knew about Engström before the season started? Was it before because of that Hugh Gordon team with Lindbom, Lekermäki, Odelius and Östlund? Yeah, no. That was a that that was a, that was a team that was really good. They ended up in the second second uh, in the Lin Shopping won the title that year, and they were they were runner up. They had a really good team, but uh, I, I I watched them play a lot of games. I watched Adam Adam play maybe like twenty games because at the time my my brother's son played with with Adam as a in a D pairing, so I watched uh, I watched him play quite a bit. He had a role which where he was like uh, in a second D pairing behind uh, Kalodelius that you wouldn't really like fronted him as their number one guy, but you could see he had, he had some skill and obviously Montreal saw it, Rögle in the SHL they saw it, but I, I didn't think anyone expected to, to he for him having this development this year and especially. Second half of the season in the playoff, he was he was outstanding. Indeed, um, I I I spoke with uh, Chris Abbott just before the season started, and said that maybe Adam Engstrom was one of the most underrated prospects in the Montreal system. And he said, if he's underrated, you don't know what you got. He's one of the best players from his year in the in Sweden, um, and obviously he has an early birthday. Uh, for the draft season and and that card, but Ruglan knew what they were doing. Obviously, Montreal did as well. Um, and and I pointed out in in articles and on podcasts as well that I think one of the his biggest strengths is that, as we say in Sweden, you give him a pinky finger and he takes the whole hand. Or as I said in in North America, if you give him a yard, he takes a mile. He never really quits, right? No, and the one thing I, 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 since I saw him quite a bit, is his uh, stick handling. Sometimes when he was like two or three years ago, he he had didn't have like the 
like awareness when to have the puck, when to pass the puck. So he made some mistakes, but as a young player, he's still young. But at the time, you can he they, he made some like foolish, easy mistakes. But if you saw the raw talent, you could see that this kid had something special. With that being said, Djurgården, the Heat's team, they told him that we are not think you're ready to play in the men's league yet. So you're going to play in the junior team. Maybe if you play well, you're going to go up. Meanwhile, Rögle said, you're going to be one of our eight defensemen. You're going to play in our SHL team. And you're also going to play in the junior team. And in the beginning of the season, I actually saw him in the beginning of the season. He played over 30 minutes that game with the Ruggles Jr. Mm. And I saw right away that something had happened with him. Something had happened in just over like two or three months uh, that that he has really taken a big, huge step, I would say. And that I would uh, give credit to Ruggles, which had made some good job with Maurice Sider. Mm-hmm. As you all know, he was there for almost a season. He had a great development there. You have Mar- Marco Casper. You have some other young players that have been taking steps for them. And they've been working really hard with him on and off the ice. They have a schedule where he, this day you do stick handling, you do skating. And they have a, a junior coach, which his name is Max Bolin. Mm-hmm. He's been working really hard with him. And that's a key for him taking these big steps. We have to remember there as well uh, that you got him was were gonna play in the second tier this season, and they still didn't think he was gonna be ready for for that. Uh, while Rögle are playing in the top uh, division SHL in Sweden, and you know, that's even more remarkable. Yeah, to to that I have to be honest to say that to the defense at the time when they told him he wasn't hundred percent sure whether they're gonna play in the top league or second. Okay, league. yeah. And when once they fell out of the top league. They they probably should of course they should have gave him a chance, but at mm. the time he already signed with Ragle because yeah. they told him that like a few weeks earlier. So, with that with that being said, uh, I think it was a good uh, move for him to go to Ragle. From when I talk to him and when I see him, his confidence boosts. Like he he has a kind of a uh, he's a humble guy, but he has kind of a swag around him. You can mm. see that okay, he, this kid got something without being. Uh, cocky if that's the right word yeah it is and and definitely um i've also heard he's a rink rat he stays late it comes early stays late uh, works the videos one of these new guys uh or or new guys the young generation that has their phone and can look at videos of themselves and and really meticulate and and look into what they can improve something that i know for a fact we didn't and and at our age yeah of course (laughs) Yeah, we we were way too lazy and we, uh, we didn't have uh, that technique as well. But I actually saw some video of him uh, just last week when he practiced his uh, skating ability. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, that's been improving a lot too. In today's hockey, as you all know, going from forward to backwards, you have like you have to have that technique. Without losing any speed, you have to do like quick turns. And when I saw he do, did that quick turns, they practice and on a whistle, he should turn. And they filmed his skate and his knees. And the way he bends his knees and sits, it's like school book, like textbooks, school book or whatever you say, example, and how you should use your power in going forward to backwards. It was, I, I, I said to the Christy Rockstrom that showed mm-hmm. me, he's actually a scout, as you, as you know, for Montreal, I said, 
this you have to show to kids because I, I hardly see anything like this. Indeed, and, and on top of that, he has his reach. And, and uh, I know he's called Showtime uh, among some of the players in, in, in Rögle uh, because of that swagger and because of, of what he can do on the ice. Um, his reach, and now with his size and built up a little bit of muscle, he protects the puck very well as well. Yeah, he does. And I actually I compare him, which is stupid, I know, but I compared him to Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, uh, in the in the during the playoff, because the way he took he he carries the puck from a, a defensive zone through neutral zone, and the way he he goes across uh, from uh, over the blue line, it it reminds me of Rasmus Dalin. But of course, Rasmus Dalin is a way better bigger talent. We have to be honest to say. But it reminded me of him. And I, when I talked to my during the game, my colleague there, and uh, I told her like. She was almost like laughing at me, but after the second period, she's like, "Yeah, you're right. He he actually looks like him when he skates with the puck." So, but um, since I I have seen him, as I said many times, but I didn't think he's going to be this good this early on in his career. Looking at it, it, it for for North American fans and and for for some of us that that follows. Um, SHL closely, obviously, and and obviously Montreal prospects. It almost seems like he got a bit of that confidence from playing himself up the lineup in the World Juniors and then coming back into Rugler a little bit tired, but building up from that. Is that where yeah, he got his right. confidence, or or is it something Cam and Chris has brought up? Uh, I would say it's uh, it started with like when a junior when he played so well there, and they saw that okay. We can't, we can't keep him out of the lineup. We have to play him. Mm. And Rögle, they were in the final two years ago. Last year, they won the league. And this year, many expected them to be in the top of the league and go to the finals. But they had a very bad season. They were in the bottom of the standings almost the whole season. And the thing they had problem with was the defensemen playing the puck. They rim it way too much around the board. So it was so easy for opponents to read their play. So they shut them down all the time, but they start playing better. They put Billian Balinder, who's mm-hmm. a draft pick from uh, from Detroit Red Wings. He's one year older than Adam Engstrom. They put them as a D pairing, and all of a sudden they start getting a game. Like they start taking control of the game. They play the puck from defensemen. And I talked to one of the forwards, and I said, "What's what's the what's the difference between you now and two weeks ago?" He said, "Now we play Adam Engstrom and Billian Balinder together. And now forwards." We can get the puck in speed, and then we can move up the uh, move up the ice. Anton, uh, no, no, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, the the we, we all. I mean, can you describe the playoffs? I mean, I'll be, I obviously have written a few articles about it, but um, from from your position, closer to the eyes. I've been up in the in in, in the uh, lounge or, or the the press box in in Engelholm, but uh, you've seen it closer. What what can you tell us from his progress over there? Uh, first of all, the first game in the playoff, he was an extra defenseman, right? Yeah, for so thirty nine seconds. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, even though even though he, he he we we said he played good during the second half of the season, he started because it, it was a little slow towards the end of the season. And with that being said, we we don't know much if he was sick or anything like that. But he started the, the playoff 
uh, he played only 36 or 39 seconds, as you said. And then the game after, he played almost 15. And then from there, take, take, uh, he was up to uh, 20, 20, 20 minutes a game or something like that uh, towards the end. But he played big minutes. Sometimes you, you have defensemen playing 25 minutes. Uh, but he was when he was on the ice, he stood out pretty much every time. And he carried the puck and he scored points and he was a, he was a real threat. And then towards the end, he also started playing power play on the blue line a little bit more more uh, consistent, uh, which which I think is the next step for him, because I, my opinion, he has to play one more year in the Swedish league to mature to have a bigger role from the start of the season to have expectations on him, maybe to play in the national team in Sweden to have play those big minutes, big minutes, play the power play. I think that's the next step for him. But playoff started slow but it went on and in the end of the playoff he was by far Ragnar's best player I would say I was there I know you wasn't in the room but you were probably in front of the TV when when the press conference went off and and uh, we heard Robert Olson the opposing coach uh, putting forward Adam Engstrom's name after having knocked out Ragnar um it's not something that is very common in Sweden. It's common maybe to comment on the team and, and the coaching and, and the fans, especially maybe when you meet Färjestad or, or when you meet uh, Rögle or, or Luleå uh, but, but there was what a, was your was reaction? A, <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, yeah, the way he put it, put it out and said it. Uh, but it's also easy if you're a winning coach to give credit to the other, the other team, of course. But if you anyone watched that series, it was a, it was a, I think it was a stretch out to six games. Yeah. And anyone who saw that series, they they saw him stood out. So it was just honest words from Robert Olson, the coach from Cholesterol. And obviously for Robert, it's easy because he's a Jurgen boy growing up as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he want to give credit to his, even though he didn't coach him, but he was there while he was in the their junior organization. Yeah. It's so um, impressive to really think about it. Like a year ago, I was in the Bell Center during the draft as well. And obviously, we are always hoping for a Swede to get drafted to Montreal to get more traction and everything. Um, but, you know, from you, Gordon, great generation, Leckery, Mackie, Östlund, Agden, Odelius. And Carlin, then in the... Carlin Boom, Carlin yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, be... now after this yeah. season, especially Carlin yeah. Boom. Uh, but but like, and then we come to the end of the third round, and one of our colleagues, Matt Drake, was really pounding the table for this um, French Canadian guy um, who has been doing really well in the QMJHL. Uh, but then they drafted a Swedish defenseman from Jurgården, who obviously wasn't Odelius, it was already taken, and I'd never heard of him. And I was checking out draft rankings because our colleague Jared Book does a draft ranking with ten or fifteen different uh different outlets who provide draft rankings and put him all in an excel sheet and then you can kind of look at where the uh well where where the average is and yeah. uh, most of them maybe rank 100 players 150 players autumn Engstrom was ranked by one and it was uh i think it was cory pronman of the athletic who had him in 99th and otherwise yeah. unranked yeah, and uh, when I saw the draft, yeah. when I saw that the Montreal picked him, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to go uh, that high. I knew he, of course, he wasn't going to get drafted, but maybe like in the fifth or sixth round or something like that. But I know he wasn't at the combine, of course. But uh, uh, Montreal had their own combine in Sweden, which you're allowed to have 
if you get allowed by NHL, you can invite mm-hmm. some players. And they did invite him and some other some other Swedish players and Slovak and Finns. And they they saw him right away there with his uh, the personality he was, uh, the kind of swag around, the confidence he had around him, the way he pushed other guys. He was, a, from what I heard, a really good guy in that group, which was a group that no one knew each other from before. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were like... Uh, uh, opponents which uh, fighting for uh, for the same job or same spot in the draft, but I know they were very impressed by his appearance at the at that uh, com kind of combine, if you know what mm. I mean. So I think that's for sure made his odds better when they got to know get to know him as a person. And that's great for us to know as well. If he were to come over to Laval, for example, at the end of next season, if Rugley got knocked out early or something, that he's a uh... You know, a guy who uh, who works well in a locker room. Yeah, he, he is. He's a great guy in the locker room. That's yeah. the, they say from from being a junior guy coming to Regla, which is a kind of uh, these days they are kind of a big team in the Swedish mm-hmm. league. Coming as a junior guy and taking that that spot right quite early. That you have to have and build up confidence, and that mm-hmm. uh, he has without being like cocky being an idiot yeah cocky yeah, yeah. but william wallander has left obviously for the red wings organization and uh, yeah. there is a uh, sort of hole in the lineup uh, we anton and i and, and the guys at eyes on the prize we are sort of expecting autumn engstrom to fill that role next year what are your expectations for autumn going forward uh they're pretty big, but uh, since Regla had that year they had this year, they're gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be do some big signings. They have gonna have a much better team, so he's gonna have uh, like tougher to get the ice time this coming season because Regla gonna have a better team. But of course, the way he ended the season. And I think already now he's from what I heard, he's one of the names gonna be in for the for the national team fighting for a spot in the world championship. It's early and they got cuts like five or six cuts before, but just being put your foot in there, it's a first step from being in the national team, and that's a great experience. I experience as well, like those first tournaments are so so huge for you to play to get to know what what it takes for being playing at the next level. And if he can do that this year, that's going to be good for him next year coming into the season. But of course, I think he's going to have like a top four role. Uh, that's what Regla is hoping and what I think is going to happen. Is there a, a chance for a sophomore slump? Yeah, of course. Always when the expectation comes in. Uh, we see Lecter Mackey, for example, in the... Hugh Gordon team this year drafted early by Vancouver Canucks. He had a kind of a like he had a great year last year, but this year been quite tougher for him with expectations and everything like that. What I hope is that they, for not having that second year slump, I think you need to have like it have to be quiet, calm around you. And when you get drafted, he got drafted last year, I know. But when you get drafted, you go first. The, the key players, they go to combine, they go to the draft, they go to the camps, and then they don't, they don't get to practice by with their home team. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
for Adam, that would be good if he stays with Regler, don't have to go to camp to show up and miss te- miss practice with the team, and maybe miss games. So have him set home now for one more year, and then I think he can fly over and be maybe have one year in Laval, for example, and then go to Montreal. Because even though he played good in the Swedish league, it's still a big step with the uh, I experienced myself, even though I wasn't even close to talent, Adam is. But uh, going from the big rings to small rings, that's a big step as well. He, he could he, he could have Matthias Norlinder there as um you know as someone who can tell him the uh, difference between uh, playing in the SHL and AHL obviously which could be a benefit obviously having another Swedish defenseman who is also you know creative and that kind of offensive mentality. Yeah, it's uh, from learning from him. I mean, he he's been there and and now he was. This is the first whole season he played yep. like maybe like. Not too many games, six in Laval or maybe six or seven in Montreal the year before. But to have him there could be a could be a huge, of course. But still, for Nolinder now he's three years older than Engström. He has to take those steps for himself because when he came up the first year with Frölunda, I was quite impressed. But when he came back, like from Montreal, playing those six games. When he came back, he wasn't even close where he was the first year. So that was a kind of a setback for him already. That's call it soft, sophomore slump, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and also, I mean, obviously there were injuries in regards to Norlinder. But they are a little bit of two different kind of players as well. I think Adam is, is maybe more defensively aware. Um, his He has his size too. From, yeah, uh, and Nor- but Norlinder is that... more flashy if, if you... Yeah, he. I I wouldn't agree on that. I think uh, he's quite flashy as well, uh, but it's they're not similar players. Like they're they're comparable, but not similar players. But I think the the highest level of playing I think is higher on uh, Engstrom. I think he has a bigger chance to be uh, a regular in the NHL than what uh, Nolinder has. And why is that then? The size is one thing. Uh, from playing in the North America, you have to be able to to have those defensemen, uh, like the, the forwards, keep them on the outside. I think he also Nolinda is also a great skater, but I think he's he's maybe even a little bit better, more like powerful strides. I w- I would think, and uh, I think that's yeah. But I was impressed, as I as I said, I was very impressed. By Nolinda, his first year with Frölunda. Yeah, I think we all were. I'm not going to. Yeah, we I, I were as well. We were. So, so, so it's not that. But I think also, uh, yeah. As you men, you 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 were mentioning it earlier that you you said that uh, you coming over, you maybe staying for a little bit longer. We saw it with Emil Heinemann, who went to Montreal camp this year as well, yeah. coming into to Lexan. You're losing a position on your team. You might lose that second power play unit role or or a better role on the power play unit and and you have that kind of situation it, time difference makes up a bit i'm sure you're aware of it and and then yeah. obviously living alone in a foreign country something we all three have done it's it's also yeah. difficult yeah and i think you, with the system we have in sweden here with with the Adam playing a lot of minutes he can play the national team there's no need to rush a guy like that 
And I, I seen many players, they rushed them over, uh, me included. I mean, I was, as I said in the beginning, I was too young. I was, I wasn't mature enough. I, 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 and foremost, I wasn't good enough player at the time. Uh, but for Adam, for now, when we, we talk about him, for him having an extra year in Sweden, I think it would be confident boost to go over and more like, okay, I'm ready to fight for a spot now. Then maybe I'm ready to come over to Laval, see one year and learn, and then maybe second year be better. I see maybe you see some of the Detroit prospects now, they, they, some of the defensemen as well. Albert Johansson, even uh, Edvinsson, they would have big roles in Swedish league, top league now, which hockey is really good. This year, hockey's been awesome here in Sweden. It's really, really good league, I must say. And if you can play those big 20, 25 minutes in this league, sometimes maybe it's better to play in the HL. We're going to leave on, on one thing because we both seen him and you saw him up close last... Uh, no, because that was a Coleptios, we weren't there. But you saw on TV uh, a performance and an, uh, maybe an even stronger performance in the playoffs than than Adam Engstrom's, and it's the draft pick that is com- or from this draft that is coming up. It's uh, Leo Carlson in Örebro. Yeah, give us the lowdown in... on 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 one of the top four prospects in 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 this year's draft. Uh, the thing is, playing good in the during the regular season is one thing, but playing good. In a playoff, that's that's a that's a huge thing. And what the league has done in the playoff now, it's been really well, especially in the two first games here in the the semifinal against Cholestio, uh, which is top seeded team. Uh, he's been playing really well. He's the way he skates, uh, the way he stick handles, protect the puck, make things happen. Just from a like one on one situation, he can just. With the one or two strides, he can like leave his defenseman behind or his forward behind. He's he's been standing out. He's been really good. So that's gonna be interesting to see. Everybody knows he's gonna be the first overall pick, but it's gonna be interesting to see who's go second and third. His vision is something I've, I've that behind the back pass he did for for the second yeah. goal last last game was was incredible. Uh, being aware that his his partner was coming that way. Um, Sanna Lindström, it's been an absolute treasure to have you on. I hope we can have you on sometime later yeah, on this a... summer. Um, you can find Sunny at Sunny Lindström, and I'll be sure to mention it on the uh, or put it in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always fun and enjoyable to talk about.